0: Hey Mark, Mm. I've been saying for years that Ping help you play your best because that is exactly what they've done for me throughout my entire career. And now I've been having a look at the new Blueprint S and T irons and boy, they are impressive. So much so that I've got the new Blueprint S irons in my bag at the moment.
1: So what do you like about them so much? I mean, I've never seen you this excited about a golf club.
0: Well, I could go through the specs which are exceptional, but I won't. I will say though... But if you're looking for more ball speed, and if you want to lower your scores, if you want to mix and match and still look great, you should check them out. Because the new Blueprint S and T irons, they are definitely worth a look. Nice. Just book in with your local golf shop or professional to arrange a ping club fitting.
1: Oak Hill Country Club. The only club in America to stage the U.S. Open, U.S. Amateur, Ryder Cup, and PGA Championship. Once again, the legendary East Course has put Rochester on the clock to play host for the golf world. The countdown to the 105th PGA Championship begins right now. I'm a okay, five Australians have won the US PGA. Five. Let's name them, Nick. I'm going to put the heat on you straight away. All right. Well, we'll go from... First one, uh, first
0: one. Oh, the first one. Yeah, well, it's got to be Jim Ferrier.
1: Was it match went, play then or it, was it stroke it, play? It
0: was match play, and I did look this up. It was in 1947. Well so I think it went to stroke play in 58. Right so on. they had about 40 years of match play, and I don't know why they went to stroke play, actually. Okay. Then mm. it was a while to the next one. Yes, David Graham. Yes. 1979. Yes. There you go. See, I've done my research not here. Bad. Which course was that out there? I'm not quite sure. Uh,
1: well, it wasn't. It wasn't Merriam where he hit the supposed 18 fairways and 18 greens. No. It was another one, and I think he beat Ben Crenshaw in a playoff. There you go. I think you're right Using about that, Using the 8802 putter. no, He doubt. did.
0: Uh, it was actually at uh, an oak with a hill in it, but it was Oakland Hills, not Oakland Oak Hills. There's too many oaks in America. Then you had... Oakmont.
1: No, the next, next, next winner...
0: Next winner was, uh, got to be Grades. Wayne Grady. Wayne Grady at Shoal Creek. That's right. A lot of and controversy that year.
1: Yeah, a lot of controversy. And he was playing with Payne Stewart. And Payne Stewart was getting sponsored by the NFL at the time. That's right. And turned up in the green and gold. And the Grady reckons he knew it was his day when he still in the first tee. <laughs> so the green and gold, it must be Green Bay Packers.
0: Green and gold. Was that Green Bay?
1: Yeah, well, Maybe I was. would think so. I don't know. Yeah. I think Shoal so. Creek oh, so was, list, Shoal no?
0: Creek was in like... Uh, Birmingham, That's Alabama. Right. That's um, right. It was
1: controversial that year as well. Do you know why? It was an all-male course. Yes. Uh, controversial, and that was pretty much it. The very next year, I think Augusta were letting women in and, as members and, and the maybe, whole lot changed everything.
0: I think that issue with also African-American members and things like that as well. Correct. I think right. it's one of those golf courses Correct right. that hadn't quite gone into the or come out of the dark ages.
1: Then the next year was the Green Bay Packers, by the way, uh, the green and gold, paint sure shirt was wearing. So the next one.
0: Uh, Steve Elkington, yes. Riviera, 1995. Hold that beautiful putt on the last to beat Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean, yeah, uh, Mon- Colin Montgomery. Colin Montgomery. <laughs> Colin Montgomery. <laughs> That's his nickname, Dan. Come on. Right. I've, I've we heard all know him, that.
1: I've heard him speak about this uh, many times in mm-hmm. that last round. He did not care where the flag was. He just aimed at the centre of the green mm-hmm. all day. Didn't didn't look at one flag.
0: At Riviera, that is a great idea. And we need to institute that philosophy, I think, into club play. Yeah. As far as once a year, Mm. every course, Kingston Heath. Maybe you can drive this. No flags on the grounds. No flags. We've had a chat about this already.
1: (laughs) Remember I told you the story about Dallas Athletic Club in Dallas uh, and SMU. They had a fraternity, the dare they had to do was to go and take every flag at Dallas Athletic Club, which back then was the Royal Melbourne of Dallas. So the members had no flags to shoot at the next day. They didn't have a backup set. And then, what do you reckon happened? A record amount of players broke their handicap on that day because mm. they were forced to shoot at the centre of the greens. Yeah. Magnificent. One brilliant. more. Okay, one more. Of course,
0: our own, well, our own. These are all Aussies. Uh, Jason Day at Whistling Straits defeated Jordan Spieth to win his first major. And it it was almost, it was one of those inevitable mm. things, wasn't it? He was playing such good golf and uh, deserved winner. Cole Swatton on the bag, cried on his shoulder on the 18th yeah, green. It was great right. to watch.
1: It was great to watch. Yeah. Now, I can tell you this. Jason Day, when he gets hot, backs up. He's mm. done it twice. He's won back-to-back tournaments twice. He had a win last week. Could Mm. he do it for the third time? Um, Mm. And obviously, the the way he has been building, I don't don't think he had his A game last week. I don't think he played off the charts golf. I think there's probably a little bit left in the Mm. in the bag. And. I reckon this is the sort of golf course that might help him out.
0: Yeah, well, the bookies are on him. Uh, I think yeah. he's top 10 uh, in, yep. in the bookies. He might yep. be something like uh, 25, 20 to 1 or something yep. like that. I don't know what it is. Whoever, the, Well, Scheffler and Rahm have got to be the favourites, yep. obviously. But uh, yeah, swing looks great, driving the ball beautifully, amazing short game. Going to be hard to go past him.
1: Uh, you played in USPGAs. So I did not. Uh, yes. And you probably played when it was in August yes
0: correct and th- that changes
1: mm. things because august in america no matter where you go it mm. is hot 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 uh just looking at the golf this week at oak hill i saw uh randall chamblee and a couple others <laughs> with the scarves on and the, and the hot you know it's cold there mm. I, I think it's been a great move I, I just love seeing majors play the classic golf courses in america
0: yeah same here so you like the change to the i love it to the
1: to oh, the May date. It was yeah. an also ran, mm. But, you know, at the moment, it's the second major of the year. You know, if mm. if we can get John Rahm to win this thing, then he becomes, I think there's only been about 10 players. They, they showed a mm-hmm. list uh, not long ago. they won the first two majors of the year. I, I reckon it's changed the PGA. I still think it's the, you know, it's the number four of the yeah. majors. Yeah. But it's not a poor number four anymore. I just, I don't feel that. I think it's just number four. When When it was in August... And the season had been so long and, you know, the Masters, of the US Open, and then yeah. um, uh, and then the Open Championship, and then we had to wait a little bit. And, <laughs> you know, it was always played at a golf course that, you know, quite often was heat affected. Yes. And, and it just looked terrible on the telly. The greens yeah. were soft. The rough was long. It was mm. just boring. But now you see what they're doing at Oak Hill. I mean, the fairways are running. The greens will be quick once they push the button uh, our time... Nine o'clock tonight. Nine o'clock tonight or yeah. something. Yeah. So by the time that happens, they're away. I mean, this golf course is looking superb. So yeah. I just think for, for all those reasons, it is now a legitimate major again?
0: Oh, well, it's always... I mean, you ask Jack, he's won, what, five yeah. of them?
1: Um, I was putting the Players' Championship pass up when it was no, yeah, I was in August. No, come on. Oh, you can't do that. It no, had a better no. field, it had a well, better course. Yeah, I mean... And the golf courses I auditioned <laughs> up every year were garbage.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... I I, know I, what you mean. I, I played Whistling Straits, uh, some of the PGA's, uh, where else? Bolter's Roll, yeah. when, uh, when Phil won around there. I always found the PGA was and I'm not going to say that this the right way, but kind of like a poor man's US Open. It yeah. felt, it was very tough. They'd always grow the rough up and it wasn't as tough as a US Open. So the scoring was usually somewhere around that 8 to 10 under. Mm. But for me, I, I could hardly even shoot under par for some reason. Yeah. It just beat the crap out of me, these golf courses. And this is going to be an interesting example this week because you have to drive the ball very straight. But yeah. given the length of the golf course, the straighter hitters typically the shorter hitters, right? Yep. You know, long and straight is very rare. Uh, in my day, if I missed a fairway, I missed by a yard or yeah. two, something like that. And, and you're the in the juiciest spot, yeah. rough possible. You're yep. better off missing by 10, 15, 20 yards where yep. the spectators are and Correct. they trample it down. That's where, you know, Phil almost has an advantage in that regard because he can spray it pretty wide. But, um They've only got three inch rough, which is not long, but the texture of it I'm hearing from the players is so thick and the leaf is something like they haven't experienced before. Yeah. Now, whether that's got to do with the time of the year being May rather than yeah. August, I think it thins out a little bit in summer yeah. so they can get away with that a bit more. Um, the one thing I'd always love to see with the PGA, and I know this has been going on, you know, on the social media circles for quite a while, is uh, is let's move it around the world. Yeah, let's do it. Um, some people are saying, "Look, every three or four years, let's get out of America." I would love to see it on a five-year rotation around the world. Mm. How would that be? You'd go to uh, somewhere here in Australia. Imagine having a PGA yeah. to Australia. You'd go to somewhere in Asia, uh, continental Europe, South Africa, or somewhere yeah. like that, and then one in America. There's five years. Yeah. Just rotate them around and that just would take be awesome.
1: the U- take the US off out of the out of the name. There are PGAs yeah. all around the world, absolutely, and just call the PGA. Yeah. So you got the Masters. Mm. The Open, the US Open, and the PGA. Yeah, and um, I think if you did that, that could become the best major out of all four. Okay, so I think there's got to be a compromise. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's you and I sitting back um, here in Australia yeah. with our fingers crossed. Sure. But in the real world, if we're looking at compromise because we know America, they put so much into it. Yeah, they do. But if we were going to compromise, I would do two in America, one somewhere else, yep. two in America, one somewhere else, two in America, and just keep on doing that, you know, and, and and just take it right around the world, and I think that would be one of the greatest gifts that they could give golf. Yep. I really do, and I think the girls should do it as well because mm-hmm. they've got a PGA that is a major also. And like I said, I, I know the Americans have put so much money into it, yeah. but what a gift to world golf if they did something like that. Yeah,
0: it'd be it'd take a lot for them to give it up, that's for sure. PG, ran by the PGA of America, but as you say, they have the affiliations all over the world.
1: Okay, so we know there is a monthly order these days. You know, you've got the, it's not a major, but the Players' Championship in March. <laughs> you've got yep. a, Augusta's in April. You now have the PGA in May. June, you've got a US Open July uh, the Open Championship. Correct. So this tournament is stuck in May. It can't be moved. So if it comes to Australia, what golf course is capable of handling this is my question. So I think it's almost mm. the sand belt in Victoria is out. Of course. Out? Out. Really? Out. Why? Because I'm looking at all the golf courses, like it's May right now, I'm looking at every golf course in the sand belt and they are wet, they are mm. dormant. I don't think it's worth it. Okay. I think it's got to go, if it comes here, now I'm talking your way, could Lake up or something? I mean, Lake up would be magnificent, May, wouldn't it, in, in Perth?
0: Yeah, yeah, this is a good time of year over there. What about sure. the Aussie
1: up in New South Wales?
0: You could go further north that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But if you're yeah. going to have a major in Australia, it's got to be on the sand belt.
1: Well, then the only yeah. place that could have it is Royal Melbourne. Yep. It's the only joint. It's big enough and it's the only joint. It probably would be a little bit softer because the greens get just crazy hard and, you know what it's like mm. it when you go there. I don't think it's. I don't think it's right. So I don't think you've got many options. Yeah, you're probably right there. I think, yeah. I think maybe I was getting ahead of myself. Well, <laughs> it's got to be in May. It's got to be. It's got to be in May. Yeah, so, early May maybe. Mm. Uh, South Africa could probably do it. I mean, their, yeah. their their climate's a little bit different. And then anywhere in the northern hemisphere, if you went to Japan, if you went to where else would you go? If you went mm. to let's say Spain, if you went to. Italy, you know, we mm. just where we've seen the last golf course. I don't think they'd be wrapped for that one. But mm. there, are, there are amazing golf courses right around the world. You know, I'd love to see a US PGA in Japan. Yeah, same here. I, w- no, I would love it.
0: Spread it around the world. That's uh, that's what you call growing the game mm. um, uh, in a in a nutshell, basically. But in a way, it's almost the strongest major because you got. They always invite the top hundred. That's yep. kind of an unwritten rule. Yep. I think this year it's ninety nine out of hundred. The yep. only guy I'm missing got... is uh, Zalatoris because yep. he's got an injury. And then they go a little deeper, and and so on with all these other exemptions. They actually have twenty club pros playing as well, so it's a bit weaker in that it's regard. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because if one or two of those guys makes the cut, it's a miracle. So yep. still a very strong field.
1: It's as strong as hundred and twenty. Yeah. It's the strongest yeah. 120 or 130. What is it, 144, 156 156, this week? Up Okay, so yeah. so it's, it's the strongest mm. 130 in the game, really. Mm. Players' Championship's up there, too. I, I really think the Players' Championship field is a belter as well. Yes. I know you've seen um, a lot of interviews this week. The, the, the interview that struck me most this week was Tony Finau. Well, I haven't seen that one. Oh, <laughs> what did he say? He was talking about the golf course, so... Uh, This character Green has uh, redone it. It's all been redone since uh, 2019. It's had a lot of time to settle. Um, No bad words about it. Everyone's Mm. loving it from what I can understand. But the length of this joint. So Tony Finau, you and I both know, he hits the ball (laughs) a a million, a million miles. Um, On par fours, on normal tour events, um, if the fairways are running on any par four, he's hitting 990 in tops. Hmm, well, for he sure. was saying that there's four, 500 yards, so 450 meter par fours, four on this golf course, uh, that are over the 500 yard mark, and he's hitting six irons and five irons into them after a good drive and after the ball has run oh, poor on the fairway. Now he knows what we all feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so poor Tony. What about poor old Nicko who played <laughs> this one? I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it, so to me that there's, there's only two par fives and they're both over 600 yards. Mm. I'm going to lean on you now because you know we've seen Sean McKeel types win here. We've seen Jack Nicholas win here as well. So the shortest and the longest, or the yeah. the outsider and the the and the mighty player can both win at this joint. Mm. When you've played at golf courses like this, what sort of a player generally wins?
0: Uh, length is certainly going to help, but from what I've heard about the rough and the way it's playing, accuracy off the tee will almost play a bigger role. I mean, the U.S. Open. When was it? A winged foot that Bryson DeChambeau Mm -hmm. won. The the fairways were so narrow, even the straight hitters were missing fairways. So it was all about get it down there as far as you possibly can. And hack it out. This golf course is playing fairer. The fairways are still narrowish, but they're generous enough that you can keep the ball in play. If they're faster, well, that actually narrows the fairways as well because the ball Mm -hmm. will run out a bit more. So you may need to shape the ball a bit more off the tee so you look to those players that can work the ball both ways a justin thomas type Mm. player but he hasn't been in great form of late now you call this place a par 72 say two of those par fours that are over 500 yards uh, well then it's a reasonable size golf course and i'm sure um maybe that's the way it plays for the membership i don't know is it a par seventy for the local members? Probably we'll probably have to look into that. U.S.
1: One. Opens and U.S. PGAs mm. are quite famous for turning par seventy yeah. twos in the in par seventies, ah, and, 70s, and yeah. that's the U.S. Open layout or yeah. the U.S. Open version. They're almost playing off the same tee, almost for the for the big days. You know the par fives. That are par fives for the members, uh, they same tees, and the Met pros play it as a par four. Par four. Mm. Yeah. Just interesting and that the Australian Open at Kingston Heath, they're talking about making the seventh, which is the opening hole uh, at uh, Kingston Heath. They're talking about making that a par four. There was an early talk about making that a par four.
0: Yeah, we well, hang on which which seventh are we talking about here? Um, the
1: seventh of Kingston Heath. So uh, a lot no, of places cause, are cause doing they, it because
0: they redid really that for the for the tournament, didn't yeah, they?
1: Yeah, that's right. So the seventh was just going to be the same tees, but they decided not to because the bunkers are in the way. Then Victoria Golf Club was it a par seventy or seventy-one this year because they turned. No, six, 17 was a par 4 and 8 mm. was a par 4. So they do it here as well. They do it in Australia yeah. as well. Yeah, they do. So yeah. it's, it's common right around the world that they do that.
0: Yeah, but again, then you can get into the, the whole lengthening golf courses to make it playable for these players, or do we roll back the ball, as they're saying, and maybe even change the size of driver heads and things like that? That's the debate going on. I'm all for bifurcating the rules, for yeah. sure, uh, where they do roll the ball back a little bit. But the longer hitters, it'll probably mean... They're going to lose fifteen yards, maybe mm. something like that. So rather than hit at three hundred and thirty, they're going to be 310, 315. Will that make a big difference? Not really, no. to be honest. And for the shorter hitters, they'll actually lose less distance because they don't generate the speed. So I'm with you there. Yeah,
1: I'm with you. There. I, I hope they. I hope they don't buy uh, bifurcate the ball. I'd like to see everyone using the same ball. Same but, ball, but the spin s- more. Spin, yeah, mm-hmm. just make it spin more. Yep. you and I will, wouldn't even notice. Um, DJ will. Dustin Johnson will (laughs) notice. It'll be a long way short. But I'd like to beautify the woods, and I'm with you. Even if it's just the driver. Smaller head, smaller tee. I'm, I'm on Nick Feldo's case as well. I reckon Nick Feldo was yeah. right. The 2 T. I reckon, inch tea. I reckon the T is a huge advantage with yep. the big head when you put it in the hands of somebody who's practicing every day and going to the gym. I think it's just a huge, yeah, that, huge That launch advantage. factor
0: with no spin, if you get it high, it just keeps on sailing, and that's where they're getting all the distance from. The other
1: thing mm. I love what they've done, this green character, at. Uh, I'll get his name. I should actually Andrew have green. his name. Thank you. Mm. Um, what he's done is they've got short grass and long grass around the greens. I think that's a nice balance. Mm. I I really do. Some of the low spots on the runoffs have got the low grass and. You know, the ball will run probably down, then back up a little bit. Mm. You might have that downslope to try and pitch (laughs) one up and onto the tabletop of a green and trying to get it to stop. So I love that. I I, I also don't mind the hack out, as long as we're not hacking out all the time. Mm. So I I think it's a nice balance.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that is I guess, incorporated back into the game this week is the bunkers are true Mm. hazards again. They're very deep. Uh, If you go on a fairway bunker, sorry, you're probably not going to get to the green. The ones around the green are very deep. They're going to be very challenged in that regard so
1: and, and not like here in australia if you go in and it runs hard quite often it'll run down a beautiful shelf and run back to the middle mm-hmm. here it's a bit more like the pot bunkers to where if it goes into a fairway bunker hard it's just going to roll right up against the neck yeah good night yeah. you just gotta <laughs> go out sideways. sideways again yeah <laughs> all right well it's time to have a bit of a look and let's make some picks because okay. that's what everybody wants to do now so um, as far as I'm concerned, you've got Scheffler and John Rahm at the top. They're both at around 10 bucks, 9 bucks, something like that. McElroy goes out five points to $15. Mm.
0: He's an honorary member at this course as well, by the way. Why is that? His wife uh, is from Rochester. Yeah. Yeah, so he knows the whole area, and apparently he's an honorary member there. So so
1: because his wife well, is from Rochester, <laughs> he becomes an honorary member? That is just fabulous. I'm not sure. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be great if the, if the
0: wife had something to do with it, I don't, I'm assuming. So, yeah. But he obviously plays there a bit, I would imagine.
1: All right, I think the best value is a bloke called Xander Schaffeli. Schaffeli. Thank you. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> every week, every time, every time. I Oregon, Oregon Xander. If you can get him at twenty bucks, and, you can, and there there are, there are there are mobs out there, we can get him. I think okay. he's the best value. I think what I saw at Quail Hollow a couple of weeks ago—it's the best he's swung the golf club. Um, he's hitting fades at ease with the driver and when he needs to he's turning it over the other way. Mm. I think he's due. I think he feels it. Yep. I I, I really I, I if I was laying a book, I, he'd be my second favourite behind okay. you know, oh, Scheffler and, uh, and Johnny Rahm. So uh, he's my pick for the
0: week. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the weather's going to play a little bit into it. You mentioned earlier, you know, it's in May now. It's going to be cold on Thursday. I think when the players wake up, it'll be 45, 50 degrees Fahrenheit, which mm. is what, um, 5 or 5 yeah, to 10 yeah, degrees Celsius. So It's not very high, that's for sure. I think it's you low 60s. And then Thursday, it's going to be warmer, about up to about 80 degrees Fahrenheit uh and then saturday possibly a bit of rain and then should be a nice sunday so i think a player for me who stands out and i'm going to go on a little bit of history here and yep. I, I saw this the other day is the last time they had majors at these particular two courses one year after the other back then it was u.s opens mm. and it was at uh, the country club at brookline and yep. then oak hill yes. so who was the back-to-back winner when they had it there oh well, think, And it was US Opens back then, so have yeah, a think about it that. Was it No. Was it Curtis Strange? Curtis Strange. Yeah, there Kurt you go. Right. Yeah. So the man who won at Brookline last year, Matt Fitzpatrick. He, for me, is a standout here because mm-hmm. he's a great driver of the ball. Doesn't mind the cold weather. You're going to have to have all parts of your game firing. He's got that gritty determination. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's a little bit of mystic in the air with that back-to-back uh, majors at these two courses. The last, pers- last time it happened, it was Curtis Strange, so maybe... Mm-hmm. Matt Fitzpatrick can do it as well. He'd be a good bet. I'm not sure what his odds are, though.
1: Matt Fitzpatrick, I'll find him. Yeah, have a look. Them. I'll quickly find them. There he is. He's around 30 bucks. Ooh, So I if, like that. Him, if you can get him at $35, five, you've done. you have done really, mm. really well. Uh, Dustin Johnson, we saw him win last week in Liv. He comes in here at $23. A lot of people will look at that and go, wow, that's mm. value. What, yeah. what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, driving the ball well. He is a scary man when he says he's playing well, which he did after he won the Liv tournament because uh, he hasn't been playing that well this year. But uh, obviously his game's in fine form and... Look, the course in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is that any representation of what they're going to find no. uh, this week? No. Was the one in Dallas, you know, the Byron Nelson? No. no. So it's hard to say. But mm. if you look at uh, who was a Brooks Kepka, he won the week before on the Live Tour in Orlando and then almost won the Masters. But that's a different mm. type of golf course. This will be the first test, I think, for these Live players where they're going to be playing on an incredibly difficult golf course with a lot of rough so it'll be fascinating to see how many of those 16 players that are playing from live actually uh, make the cut there
1: i'm going to give a a sneaky and i want you to find a sneaky as well my sneaky is victor hovland now this guy no one hits the ball better from teeter green he struggles with the short game i think most will struggle with their short game this week Uh, i don't think he's the worst bunker player in the world But Victor Hovland, if you can get him around $30, we know he's the best iron player in the game if he has a decent week with the driver. Look out. Mm. Um, maybe that uh, US PGA Championship will be heading to Europe.
0: Well, similar odds, and the guy who's probably one of the best from Teter Green, which is what you're going to use this week, uh, is Colin Morikawa. Mm. So it, it all depends on the putting for that guy, but he's one of the best ball strikers in the world, and um, look for the ball strikers this week. That's why I think Scotty's going to have a good week on the Aussie front. You know, we haven't spoken much about the Aussies. Cam Davis might be a good dark horse there as well because he's an absolute flusher, that guy. Mm. Someone like Cam Smith... I just, it's going to be a tough week for him because he really needs to be on song with his driver. His driver's got to be good. Otherwise, he's just going to be wedging and hacking it out all yeah. the time and just trying to get it up and down for par, which he can, but yeah. it'll be a tough ask. You're
1: chasing your tail, aren't you? Mm. Even for Cameron there. Uh, just quickly as we finish up, do you think, we spoke about it, the US USPGA going offshore and going somewhere, in our lifetime.
0: Okay. <laughs> we did the We're lifetime last time, didn't we? I'm going
1: to ask you again. In our lifetime, do you think... In reality, we will see it. No. I think we will.
0: You think we will? I think okay.
1: We will. I think it will. I think it will at one stage.
0: I think we need to start just calling it the PGA Championship. The PGA. Yeah. Let's start not, from that. Not the US PGA. <laughs> the PGA. I'm, I'm going to be up late tonight watching it, So uh, and I'll be up early again, so not much sleep for me.
1: Okay. Come on, Xander Shefali. <laughs> <laughs>
0: from the Australian Golf Centre, home of the PGA of Australia and Golf Australia this has been a bonus episode of Talk Birdie to Me with Nick O'Hearn and Mark Allen Talk Birdie to Me's executive producer is Dan Bradley at Kaizen Media. Sound design by Daryl Misson at loudzebra.com